from the Tulsa world. This is the OSU Sports Extra Podcast, sponsored by Albert G's Barbecue. Here are your hosts, Dean Rule and Jawan Lee. Season 3, Episode 22 of the OSU Sports Extra Podcast. Jawan Lee joined by my co-host, Dean Rule. Homecoming week, Oklahoma State against Cincinnati. Um, Dean, how's it going down there? Yeah, going good. Uh, you know, I think another game that, you know, it's college football, Juwan. You can't you can't hate on any game too much. Uh, it, it's all going to be entertaining no matter who's playing. But, yeah, good. Cowboys get Cincinnati. This is going to be kind of their first taste of a new of the new Big 12 members. Uh, so I think that'll be interesting. And and then the big one next week, I think, is what a lot of fans are already starting to gear up for. Yeah, that's what I was that's what I was gonna say next. I mean, you had a big game against Oklahoma next week, but this OSU team, hopefully they're focused on this game against Cincinnati. Um and I saw you posted this on Twitter and you kind of asked people, you know, where were you when Oklahoma State last played Cincinnati? Um, seeing as how this is their first meeting since nineteen eighty three. You wasn't at that game, was you, Dan? <laughs> I, I was about two decades too late for that one. Um, but no, I think that 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 stat I think is just hilarious because uh, I don't know if I could find a better statistic to kind of show off just kind of how weird and and funky all the conference realignment can be. That you know we're, we're at the tail end of October. And we're talking about OSU playing a team in a conference game they haven't even they haven't even thought about in in forty years. Well, going back a little even further than that, before we hop into this matchups, the last time Cincinnati was in Stillwater, they beat Oklahoma State twenty two to nine. That was way back in nineteen fifty nine. So um, <laughs> they're they're on a little bit of um, a different path this year coming into coming into this week against Oklahoma State. Five straight losses for this Cincinnati team. And I want to start on the OSU's offense against Cincinnati's defense, seeing as how they rank 18th in the nation right now, rushing defense, giving up about a hundred yards a game. What can you tell me about how this OSU offense matches up against Cincinnati's defense? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Mike Gundy said this is going to be the best, uh, you know, front seven best defensive line, that OSU has seen so far this year. And I think that's interesting because you look at Cincinnati and they're kind of unassuming, you know, at at two and five and they haven't won a a big 12 game yet. And you say, really, can that really be the best defensive line? Um, This is the best defensive line OSU will have seen, but yeah, you look at that rushing defense, they're 18th, like you mentioned. And so I think a lot of what it's going to be is, can can the offensive line crack Cincinnati's defensive line and, and the front seven? And, uh, you know, little side note, Juwan, um, Cincinnati's nose tackle might, maybe, might have the best name in college football right now. Give it uh, to Don us. Don Corleone. Don, Don Corleone. Corleone. <laughs> I like that. I think that. that's great. And and he's, he's, uh, he's accurately nicknamed the Godfather. <laughs> uh, in the Cincinnati media guide. So, um, but, but no, I think that's what it's going to come down to um, on the offensive side is, yeah, they've got a great front seven, at least, you know, 
OSU's preparing for a great front seven, and this is not going to be the f- the first time OSU's rushing attack is is challenged. But um, you know, when you've got Ollie Gordon rushing for two hundred eighty two yards, I think OSU's got a pretty good shot at being able to break that that streak that Cincinnati's got going on. Um, so, so when you talk about OSU's offense, yeah, it's going to be once again the run game. Uh, I think somebody like Jaden Nixon, who we talked about a little bit uh, earlier this week, Juwan, is going to be even more important because, you know, when you're going up against a physical defensive line, a physical front seven, there's going to be those, uh, um, you're going to get worn down a little bit more. You're probably going to be taking some some bigger hits. You're, you're going to, you know, you're not going to be able to maybe necessarily break off as much as you want to. And so that's why I think depth is going to be even more important for OSU this week. And that's why I think Jaden Nixon is somebody to watch. I know we talked about it a little bit in Tuesday's show. And, you know, you brought up Jaden Nixon there. Are we kind of, will we see Ollie Gordon get a similar workload to last week? Yeah. N- there's no sign to say Ollie Gordon, they're going to take the, the, the foot off the pedal with him right now. I, I still, I still think, you know, 29 carries is that's a big workload to continue to do week in and week out. I think maybe, you know, drop it back down to the low to mid twenties might be a little more reasonable, you know, 22, 25 carries, but yeah, Ollie Gordon is still going to be the lead back. He's still going to get the majority of the rushing workload and uh, for good reason, because he's shown that he can handle it. And on top of that, when you're, you know, whatever he's averaging right now, like 6.7 yards of carry. Honestly, it might be even bigger than that at this point. Um, yeah, it's that they're going to keep giving it to him. Going back to when this losing streak started for Cincinnati, that was a 31-24 loss against Miami, Ohio. They held Oklahoma to 20, but the past three weeks, 30, they've given up 35 points to BYU, 30 points to Ohio. I mean, Ohio. Why am I, what am I saying here? Iowa State. <laughs> what am I saying here? Ohio. Oh, let me oh, calm down. <laughs> Iowa State. They gave up 30 points to Iowa State and 32 points to Baylor. Um, where is the weakness at of this Cincinnati's defense? Yeah, I think it's for sure in the secondary, right? Um, you know, somebody like Sauce Gardner is not back there anymore. And, and, <laughs> Uh, you know, he's he's promptly making millions of dollars in the NFL, you know, rightfully so. But, you know, I think because when you look at it, let's see. Yeah, I mean, they're allowing 242 passing yards a game, ranked 92nd in the uh, FBS. That's going to be where, you know, team passing efficiency defense, 99th. Um, I say that like those are those are those, those, those obviously are not great numbers. OSU ranks worse. Their OSU's defense ranks worse in both of those categories. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think the front seven is obviously is what it is. It's it's playing well for them right now. The issue is, is in the secondary, and that's why somebody like Alan Bowman's job becomes much more important. Um, there is going to be a little bit of a an issue and, and why I think this game is going to be decided on the ground um, as we're recording this, Juwan, Thursday afternoon, 
It is a, a breezy 81 degrees and sunny outside in Stillwater, Oklahoma. But by the time OSU and Cincinnati step onto the field at Boone Pickens Stadium, it is projected to be 50 degrees and raining. Um, so not the most ideal weather conditions to be relying heavily on, on your pass game. With that said, um, it, I feel like the past couple of weeks, OSU has been banking on the run game getting started early to open up the pass game. I think on Saturday it might be flipped a little, a little bit and they're going to want to open up the pass game early to be able to get the run game going uh, because I think Cincinnati, pretty much anybody that's playing OSU right now is going to be expecting the run um, with the way Ali Gordon's playing. And if Alan Bowman can continue to do what he's doing, you know, he's been efficient. But if he can really get that going early and they can really establish a pass game, then I think the run game is going to open up. And and so, so when you talk about, you know, where do you exploit the weakness, um, start, it starts with the pass game, I think, on Saturday. For OSU, 39 points against Kansas, 48 points against West Virginia. I don't know how many people is expecting OSU to eclipse 40 points again this week, but how confident are you that they can get past that 30-point mark for the third straight week? Yeah, I think that that's a pretty easy um, expectation. I, I don't think that Cincinnati would – I think Cincinnati's offense might be able to put up I, – I, I'm hesitant to say a shootout would happen. Um, but, yeah, I think 30 points at the bare minimum um, OSU can can put up and, and deal with uh, on Saturday. Moving on to the defensive side of things for OSU um, at quarterback for Cincinnati is um, the quarterback Emory Jones, someone who's a dual threat or has dual threat ability. How do you think OSU deals with him this weekend? Well, OSU's dealt with Emory Jones once already. Uh, he was wearing a, a different uniform, albeit at Arizona State last year. So they've seen him. Uh, they did a pretty good job containing him last year. I think Arizona State scored, let's see, what was that final score? That was 34 to 17. So they held Arizona State to 17 points. Um. He, he's he's definitely a part of that dual threat offense or that he has the dual threat capabilities. And I believe he leads that team in rushing yards, Sean. I had it circled in this big pile of papers. Kind <laughs> of quickly flip through. But point being, yeah, he can run the ball. He can pass the ball. Uh, he's a big reason why Cincinnati is ranked as the 10th best rushing offense in the FBS right now. And and they're sneakily twenty fifth in the F in total offense um, in the FPS. So those numbers I think are a little they're interesting because I think they have a lot of issues on offense. Right, this is not the Cincinnati of twenty twenty one that had you know Desmond Ritter and they made the college football playoff and and all that. Um, so I think, so it's interesting that those numbers really jumped out at me, like, cause I think offense has been a little hard for them to come by. Um, cause yeah, let's see, they haven't scored They're they're They've hit their own OSU issue, OSU, uh, offensive issue of not being able to score 30 points outside of their first game against Eastern Kentucky, where they scored 66. They've gone. 
27, 24, 6, 27, 10, 29. Um, hmm. So it's very, so yeah, those numbers are, are super interesting to look at because uh, they don't necessarily map. Just like how Cincinnati's defensive line and how they've been playing doesn't match <laughs> the record. The way Cincinnati's offense has been playing doesn't match those offensive rankings um, in those statistical categories. So, yeah, it, it's it's a weird situation. Um, I don't know. With Emory Jones, um, I think, you know, OSU's had success against him before. Mike Gundy said they don't watch, you know, they're not going to watch the tape on him from when OSU played him while he was at Arizona State. Uh, they're just going to watch, you know, they'll check him out Cincinnati-wise, uh, what he's done there, but... I, I don't think they'll have a huge issue containing him. You know, they, they've played against some some pretty dynamic quarterbacks up to this point and, and done fairly well. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I would not, if I were an OSU fan, I would not be stressed too much about that. Yeah, and that was going to be my next question um, with him because I brought up the stats from that Arizona State game last year. And Emory Jones, I mean, 223 yards passing, but really wasn't that effective on the ground at all. I mean, negative 17 yards rushing. I'm pretty sure a lot of that had to do with some sacks that he he was taking. Do you know if Cincinnati is doing similar things for him this year that they were last year at Arizona State? Let's see. I found I found the notes. Um you know, if anything, I think his passing numbers stand out a little more. Um, 1,484 passing yards, 13 touchdowns, um, eight interceptions, which I think could definitely show back up again uh, this weekend. That This might be OSU's secondary's chance to kind of rebound uh, after <laughs> some rough performances. Uh, this could be a good kind of set they could set their feet again um so yeah i mean i i think do you have what is emory jones is he a he's got to be a is he a redshirt junior right i have that for you right now senior redshirt Richard, junior. okay so yeah. yeah so i mean he's you know point being he, he's a veteran player um i don't think like when when he gets pulled out of the portal, I don't think a lot of teams are really going to try to change up what he does. He's been doing it for a while. He's he's established as that dual threat quarterback. Um, so yeah, I I don't think Cincinnati's done anything insanely crazy different than what he was doing at Arizona State. I think he's still the same player um, in a lot of ways because those are his strengths. Um. And yeah, four hundred eight rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns on a hundred, you know, hundred and two attempts. So that's not a great average. That's about four yards a carry. Um, but yeah, the, the, what Emory Jones, you know, people who have watched Emory Jones in years past, I think you're going to see a similar product on Saturday. So for the running back back there, Corey Kiner, um, five hundred and sixty three yards, two touchdowns this year. I mean compliments Emory Jones in that rushing attack. What can you kind of tell me about him? Yeah, I mean, he same situation, you know, just he's he's been I think in a lot of ways it, it, he's the perfect complement to somebody like Emory Jones, right? You know, they they 
can play off of that. They're they're able to really establish, and they've got another guy, uh, Miles Montgomery, uh, I think, who's like at 267 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they're doing a little bit of that, you know, running back by committee. They're spreading the wealth out. It's not like OSU where Ollie Gordon is established as the one guy. And, and I think that could play uh, a factor in in Saturday's game just purely because it's probably going to have to be a run-heavy game um, if the current weather prediction holds up, right? But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be <laughs> – I think what's really going to determine this game is Cincinnati's rushing attack versus OSU's rushing attack, you know, who, who who performs better. And even if OSU's rushing attack takes a step back, I still think the Cowboys probably probably have a, a pretty hefty advantage. You know, the last time we were talking about Kansas and their rushing attack, obviously they were six coming into that game. Um, how How well do you think – OSU's defense matches up against the Cincinnati rushing attack compared to what they were facing with Kansas. Yeah, yeah, we talk all, all about Cincinnati's rushing attack. Well, OSU's already seen one that's that's been better, like you mentioned in Kansas, and they did obviously a great job at shutting down Kansas. You know, ninety yards, uh, ninety total yards in that game they allowed on the ground. Um, but you could tell like that was the clear emphasis to to shut down. Kansas's run game and because of that it led to the Jayhawks being able to hit those bigger plays hit those 40-yard touchdown passes um, which kept the game close so it's the same situation Um, the the run game is definitely probably going to be the priority for OSU to shut down Um, but you have to be cognizant of the passing game as well because yeah emory jones is you know 1500 passing yards halfway through the season or i guess seven games into so a little over halfway into the season um yeah that, that's a respectable number and 13 touchdowns that's that's good and uh they spread the wealth out i mean they've got a receiver who's already at 500 receiving yards uh this year Jawan. so another guy at 330 another at 209 like the the run game is obviously what grabs the attention, but the passing game is is pretty solid. Um, you know, it, it has to be solid if you're going to be, you know, a top tw- top twenty five in total offense. Um, so so once again, yeah, the, the run game is going to be the priority. They just need to not let the pass game do it. They can't let opponents throw on them like opponents have thrown the past couple of weeks. That's, I think, what needs to be cleaned up, and that's what, as people are watching on Saturday, that's what I would focus on is what does that secondary look like against another run-heavy team? Is it able to stop those big plays from happening? How much do you think this secondary will be tested this week? I know you wrote earlier in the week about Corey Black and how he has use some of his past experiences to kind of help this young secondary who has been kind of put in some situations um, this, this year where that youth has shown, how much do you think Cincinnati tests them, that group? I think every team's going to test them, right? The, you know, everybody's going to know that's a young group. That's the, I, I think, I think the younger guys, the younger cornerbacks have really done a pretty solid job alongside Corey Black. Um, I think the safeties are what's getting, t- is getting tested a lot. 
And I think that's going to continue, not just in the Cincinnati game, but in the future. Um, and, 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 you know, it's, it is what it is. Like this, if you're OSU, this is what you have. You can't do anything about it. You can't go back. You can't, you know, these are the players you're using. You're going to have to continue to develop them in, in three years. This is all going to pay, you know, two years, three years, this is all going to pay off um, for OSU. But until then, you know, it's, it's going to be a work in progress. You're going to need them to show that progression every week. And they've gotten better. I think, I think I would make the claim that they've gotten better each week. Um, but I think it's far from perfection right now. So it's going to be tested. You know, I, I think Corey Black said something when I asked him about it. You know, he was like, guys are going to be able to catch the ball. You know, you're, you're not going to get it perfect on every play. But you need to be able to learn from it and you need to be able to improve from it pretty much. And um, I think I think that's the big thing right now for, for that secondary is just guys are going to catch catch football on you every once in a while. It's going to happen. I think just if they can eliminate the big play, it helps them exponentially. You know, don't let don't let the guy get past you. Keep him in front of you. Um, I, I think everybody would rather the secondary give up a ten yard a ten yard pass than a fifty yard touchdown. Um, so, I think I, so yeah. I, long story short, I think they'll be tested. I think that's something to watch. Though is just can it continue to improve? All right, Dean. Well, you know, it's our favorite part of the show now when we do predictions. Let's let's get our predictions out of the way before before we jump out of here for the for the afternoon. I'll let you kick it off for us. Yeah, I think um a lot of circumstances kind of play into this game. OSU in the past 15 homecoming games, they've won 12 of them. I think the rain, the weather plays a little bit in OSU's favor. The home field obviously does. And I think OSU does something that me and you have not seen them do yet this year, Juwan. And that's own a game from start to finish. Uh, I think they, they get the hot start again. I think they figure out how to consistently keep the foot on the pedal offensively. The defense doesn't allow those big plays and I think they pretty comfortably win this I'll go 40 to 24 40 to 24 is what I'll go I guess the I'm pretty sure that's the most points you projected in the score doing our predictions this year um I'll be honest with you Dean I thought (laughs) I thought long and hard about this and you, you look at it that they're coming in on a five game losing streak and you think to yourself, like, obviously this should be a a win for OSU. And it's two things that actually scared me. The fact that Cincinnati is on a five game losing streak. And if they lost six in a row would be their worst losing streak since 1998. But I'm not going to overthink it. (laughs) I'm not going to overthink it. Tuesday, we talked about not overthinking things. So I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going to say OSU walks out of here with a win. Ollie Gordon continues to be the phenomenal running back that he's shown he has been. 
um, since he really has taken on that bell cow status. And I think they do put up 30 points. I mean, Cincinnati has given up 30 points to their last three opponents. I think it'll be four with OSU this weekend. So I'm giving Oklahoma State 31, giving Cincinnati 21. It's tough to on because, you know, I think you're, if you're for both, for both teams, for both OSU and OU this weekend, I think it would be easy to let your eyes kind of stray ahead to, to the next week to Bedlam. And so I was, I really tried to avoid calling it a trap game because I don't think it's, this game is quite a trap game. Um, I know a lot of people on Twitter are starting to think it might be, but yeah, I think OSU figures it out. This is a game you just need to handle business, right? You don't need to get flashy. You don't need to, you know, empty the playbook. This is just, you go in, you handle business, and and I think you can win this pretty easily. And then the, you know, mammoth of a game that is next weekend then you got all all kinds of time you got time to prepare for that a hundred a hundred percent but i mean to to that point about some people may be considering this game a trap game i can see that line of thinking and again a lot of it fell on the fact that cincinnati is on such a big losing streak and i mean six six games the worst losing streak since 1998 oklahoma state with oklahoma next week I mean, it all kind of falls in line for a little bit of an upset this week, but I don't want to overthink it. <laughs> but if we if they if we if they lose, then I'm gonna take credit for saying, "Well, I thought it may happen." So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so post game pod will that be happening Saturday? We will have a super late late night uh, post game pod because this game. I always forget if it's – yeah, so we're doing – this one's ESPN2, 7 p.m. Central Time kick. So this is going to be the latest kickoff of the year. Well, Arizona State was also late uh, in terms of Central Time. So um, regardless, we'll have a, a post-game pod. It's going to be a late one. Uh, so, you, so everybody will probably listen to that Sunday morning, and then uh, we'll be back Tuesday, Juwan, for for uh, quite the quite the week. Might have a guest on Tuesday. I, I, not gonna, not gonna confirm it just yet. But I'm working on getting us some somebody special, Jawan, to uh to make for for a pretty good episode. Well, I well I hope so. And I'm I, I'm I have an idea that's been floating in my head that I won't say right now. But people just stay stay tuned to the podcast. Stay stay tuned to everything we got going on. Make sure you tune back in Saturday for Dean's post game pod. Hopefully, he has some good news for you all. Um. You can get your podcast wherever you listen to them, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever that is. We appreciate you guys for rocking with us for another episode of the OSU Sports Extra Podcast. Dean, I'll see you Saturday. I'll see you next Tuesday.